What's up, y'all? It's November 8th, 2019, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> a year after a day that will live in infamy. It's the, uh, if you're not aware, I know you are, Mike. It's the one-year anniversary of the campfire, so it's a, it's a little bit of an odd day. There's an odd energy in the air. It's a pretty strong energy, though. Is it? <clears throat> I wasn't expecting much, but Sperry and I came by the property in the morning. Yeah. And I got a little weepy. Got a little teared up? Yeah. A little emotional? I was looking at photos on my phone. Mm-hmm. I found a couple of uh, the old house that we had. Yeah. And uh, it's like I would I would give anything to have that back. Give your right nut. What's that? Give your right nut. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Would, would you? I'd probably do that. <clears throat> you trade your right <laughs> nut for the house again? So it was sad. I mean, sad in that way. But it got me excited about rebuilding. Yeah. Um, you guys are pretty close, right? T minus less than two years before you have a house again? I'm guessing summer of 2021. That seems like a pretty good conservative. That's a safe guess. bet. And you are conservative. <laughs> just fucking with you. Yeah, it's just weird. It's a weird uh no, I mean, I don't feel I don't really I mean, I didn't live in paradise anymore, so I don't I'm not feeling anything. I know my wife was. She went and visited visited her old house that is no longer standing and uh, you know, said it's an emotional day. Mhm. And I feel that. I was listening to NPR today, and they had a 85-second moment of silence for the 85 people who died oh, nice. in the campfire. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So maybe we should do that. So not 85 seconds, though. We'll have a 10-second moment of silence for the 85 people that lost their life. Or you can just edit it in. No, we're going to do it right now. There you go. Ten seconds. It is tragic, man. This is not the same town. But, like the Shire, it'll come back. It'll come back. People are resilient when pushed up against a wall. Like, I always I always kind of laugh at, like, the, um, like, the apocalyptic movies where everyone just fucking, like, kills each other. And it's like, throughout history, though, when tragedy happens, actually, people come together. Like, people fucking rally around each other you know not always but for the most part it seems like when shit really goes down like we put aside our differences political theological whatever and we you know we'll help each other out it's on the day-to-day where we're just fucking dicks right you know it's just that when, when shit's going normal everything's going smoothly like we fight we go on social media we talk about this and that we hate each other but when shit goes down, you know, we're there for each other. I don't know if that's... I mean, I, th- I think that's what's going on in Butte County. It seems to be. <clears throat> to some degree. I mean, I'll take it. That seems like the way the world should work, I guess. I mean, yeah, we should be able to ro- rely on each other in emergencies, but when everything is going good, like, you should... <laughs> you shouldn't have such thin skin that, you know, like... You can't take criticism or like the the bullshit gets a little uh goes a little overboard, but mm-hmm. but yeah, when times are good, there's no reason why. Like 
we should be able to call each other on our shit. <laughs> yeah. People are so offended. They're so offended these days, though. So, everyone's so sensitive, man. Everyone's so fucking sensitive. You can't say shit to someone. <laughs> you just can't. I still do, but... <laughs> so, some people are so fucking sensitive, like... Like the worst thing, the worst thing that could happen, and maybe that maybe that's why, like, when something like a fire rips through your whole town, burns it all down, like you realize you put things in perspective. You're like, okay, I'm not going to get so offended about this guy who said this or this person who said that. They used the wrong term or verb or pronoun or something. Like, it's just like, okay, well, but shit could be real. Like, life can be really fucking hard. And if the worst thing you ever face is someone using the wrong words. Like, come on. <laughs> it just... <clears throat> it just puts things in pers- perspective. You know what I mean? Maybe everyone's just got, like, two cush of life. Like, jeez. If you're worried about, I said the wrong thing, or this person said something that's a little off-putting, like, go through an, an entire fire and then realize, like, okay, life can get a lot worse than needing your your bubble that you live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what it is about today, but there's so many flies around here. They're like landing on the computer and shit. Driving me crazy. Throwing off, throwing me off my game. Then okay over here. You're all, maybe I just stink. <laughs> I'm just a smelly ass bastard. What are we uh what are we drinking today, my man? Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Yeah, I know we're drinking gin. What the fuck are we have? Oh, just uh, oh, New Amsterdam. Nothing special. Gin's good. The only thing I've ever gotten sick on was gin, and I wasn't even drunk. It just like hit me wrong or something. Were you mixing it with something? No, I had like two gin and tonics. And I was like throwing mm. up, so I don't know if I got like maybe it just had nothing to do with gin. I just got like food poisoning that day or something. <clears throat> but it put me off to gin for gin, gin? <laughs> to gin for a while. But I was blown away when the first time I read that gin is made from, like, juniper and weird fucking mm-hmm. botanical type shit like that. <laughs> that shit tripped me out the first time I heard that. I can I can, I can, can taste the juniper for sure. I guess when you mention it, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, I feel like I'm biting into a pine tree. <laughs> Some sort of evergreen. <laughs> I, like, I like gin, though. It's good. Gin and tonics go-to, man. It's like rum and coke. It's just fucking go-to. It's been more recent that recent though that I've uh, really been liking gin. Like, yeah, it's an acquired taste. I feel like I, I've never. Yeah, the whole juniper thing I've never really liked, but I'm kind of getting it now. I mean, yeah. it's. I don't like junipers in my yard, but I, I guess yeah. I get the You'll flavor of it. it. Fuck junipers in the yard. They're just like a spiderweb factory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I digress. I do. I, I do like gin. Gin's good. Gin's good. And tonic is good. It's just, ugh, it's weird, man. I'm ready for like, I, whiskey's been actually giving me like heartburn, but like the weather, I just can't, like other than that, like I would, I'd want some whiskey right now or something, you know, wintry, but it's still 80 degrees up here. Mm-hmm. It's fucking November. I know. I was surprised. I kind of got caught off guard. Like I put on a long sleeve shirt this morning. And <laughs> I did. T- I do too. Cause it's cold in the morning. I put on a sweatshirt and a hoodie. But by 10, 11, I'm like, good Lord, I need to be like in a t-shirt and shorts right now. I know. I need to put an emergency t-shirt in my backpack, I guess. Right. It's crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. I could see why there'd be a fire right now. 
You know what I mean? Like, it hasn't rained in fucking forever. We might get some rain next week. But right now, it's dry as fuck, hot as hell. I mean, it's not hot. It's not, like, uncomfortably hot, but it's still, like, surprisingly hot. Like, I'll walk out in the afternoon and be like, what is going on? But at least it's not windy. No, it's not windy, so that's good. So hopefully no fires. But I'm ready for some rain, man. Being the pluviophiles that we are, there's a new word. Go look that shit up. Actually, you don't have to look it up. Pluviophile. It means it's like, uh, you know, like you like the gray, cloudy, Seattle-type weather. One who who finds comfort in dark, stormy days. Yeah. I feel like I am that, man. I definitely would do very well on the Pacific Northwest. Hunkering down, playing video games Uh, all day. Right? (laughs) Go write some shit, maybe, if you want to work. Go write some lyrics. Go record some some hip-hop, if you're like me. Go write some, write a gloomy story. Stare out at, stare out at the, uh, like I'd rather look at an ocean that is like stormy and brewing up and crashing upon the rocks, some rain, some wind. I'd be like, damn, this is amazing. Then some sort of like Hawaii type. I like Hawaii. Don't get me wrong. Right. I mean, and I love a clear day at the coast, but. Right. But, but the, as far the, as the like on the regular emotional impact goes, yeah, there's yeah. something like hauntingly beautiful about there you go. gray, there you stormy go. weather. It's just it's like a um, it's like a song that just hits you in the right minor key that just has this impact. Like you're like this is this isn't like happily beautiful, but it's like. But it resonates with but your it, soul. But it hits you right in the way. chest. Like, yeah. woo, okay. I got to listen to this ten times again, man. I just got to feel this feeling. Like, yeah, I'm feeling it. That's how I feel when I get some stormy weather. But we still got... I don't see a cloud in the sky, man. Not one. It's pretty. It's nice. Lovely weather. But on the regular, this is not what I expect in November. But this day specifically... I mean, the bittersweetness of November the 8th in paradise. It feels, I mean, despite the weather, it feels like a stormy day in a way. Does it? Uh, yeah, it has that bittersweetness of being overcast. Like Yeah. Like you can see where the town is going. You can see the rebuilding. But you're taking a moment to reflect on Yeah, you, you what the fuck went down. You lament what you had and what you lost. Right. Right. Yeah, I feel that. I I definitely feel that. I don't feel the impact like you did. Like, you know, I moved out of paradise a couple years before the fire. So it didn't, I mean, it affected me emotionally in one way, but at the same time, like, I was in a different town. But you lost your garden. (sighs) That's that's the hardest part for me. Because we really, when you put your sweat and your literal sweat and blood. I wouldn't say tears. I never cried over the garden. Look at, But look at this shit. I'm staring right here. 11 o'clock. You see that artichoke over there? You see yeah. that artichoke plant? Yeah, yeah. Damn, that hits me. Because that artichoke, those artichokes, we had two artichokes over here. And they were fucking huge. And this motherfucker is just peeking up a foot tall. We probably should give some water. I didn't even know it was there. Did you know it was there? Yeah, I saw it this morning. You did? Yeah. 
that shit hits me because it's like we had, I don't know how, I, you know, 500, 600, 800 square foot garden. And then we had a big ass orchard, 20, 24 to 28 fruit trees, 12 old vine Zinfandel grapes that we just planted. Right. This shit was fucking banging, man. And the only thing left is that artichoke just trying to pop up out of the soil. And the, and the wisteria on the side of the patio. The wisteria that went over... The patio where we held our uh, bonfire yes. sessions. Yes. Yeah. The wisteria that was draping over this. You had this nice, like, off the off the house, this big... What do you even call it? Like a pergola type thing? Oh, uh... <clears throat> I call it a pergola. It was like a... It wasn't like an outdoor room, but, you know, you had it covered. You know, we'd have to... I'd go up there, you'd go up there and vine the wisteria around so it went over this big pergola. It's just poking up out of the ground, or out of the ground, just trying to make it. So it is kind of hauntingly beautiful, like everything died except a little bit of new life. A little bit of what it once was coming out from the ground. From the it's like the phoenix that rises from the ashes. Everything that, you know, made it or came back, I mean, you kind of grab a hold of that. And right. There's, uh, I mean, you put so much meaning, I mean, on yeah. the things that made it. Yeah, totally. And you reflect back on like, damn, we had, before the bonfire sessions with the podcast, it was just you and me hanging out for four years. And those whole four years, our garden was five years old. It was its fifth year. So the amount of soil you put in there, the amount of sweat you put in there. Actually, I will say there was some tears because that soil we used gave me that big ear infection that I had for like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, fuck me. I had an ear infection for nine goddamn months because of this soil. We got this soil. This tree fell down years. I don't even know. Do you even know when that tree fell down? Decades ago, maybe. It was when we first moved in. Yeah. So this is like 2003, 4, 5, something like that? So, yeah, I mean, 2007, 2008. At the, at the latest. So yeah. 10 years ago, this tree falls down, decomposes, rots, sits at the end of a, a water Weasman, shed, yeah. Weasman, that came down. So it like just like created the most amazing garden soil. But somehow some of that shit created fungus or mold or something got in my ear when I was, <laughs> we were hauling that dirt all the way up to the garden, wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow, wheel, over and over and over and over again. And somehow that shit got in my ear and got me an infection. I had four different bacteria infections after that, staph. I thought I was going to die. No, no fucking like on the real. <laughs> I remember you kind of uh, going insane a little bit. And I yeah. was I was going insane, man. I literally was, because it was so uncomfortable for so long, and it was just like felt like I was getting eaten out from the inside. Pardon the, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Pardon the phrase. No, but literally, like I was going in a insane. bad way, in yeah. a bad way, not the not a good way at all, in in the worst of ways. Yeah. So maybe yeah maybe the garden was uh, blood, sweat, and actual fucking tears. But <laughs> but it was worth it because it was so beautiful. It was worth it, man. It was worth it. It was totally worth it. And it did create some good soil because after like year four and five, that garden was banging, man. I put the we put the red worms in there. 
just working on the soil for years and years and years. And that shit was like, what do we do with all this produce, man? I know. Towards the end, we couldn't Killing keep up it. with it. Like, fucking, we just, we were just, we were destroying. Like, it's like, should we actually, should we have like a, a booth at farmer's market? <laughs> we're fucking killing it out here. I know we would have, we were at the point where we would have to sit down and, you know, <laughs> like the amount of waste that stuff that we weren't using, like I felt bad. We inevitably like, wasted it. Yeah. It was like, do we need I, like, we weren't prepared for it. Like, yeah. Three more families in here helping out. Like, geez, you do feel bad and, and you compost it, which we had a great compost too. Um, but so it wasn't entirely wasted. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, of course yeah. it's, you know, you try not to ever waste, but still it's like, damn, I didn't see this. Like I, I, we, we got some, we got some green thumbs up in here, some good stuff. It's going to come back though. It's going to come back in a couple of years, which is the beauty of it all. Where there is death, there is rebirth. There's no reason why that can't start right now. I mean, no, yeah. I'm yep. ready to start cleaning the place up. Yeah, we could do that. Clean Bring that it. shit up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it is a beautiful life lesson. As tragic as this campfire was, like where there is death, there's rebirth. Like just driving up here, houses are being built. Things are being cleaned up. <sighs> businesses are going back up. Don't, don't fucking shit on the human spirit, man. No. Don't, don't, don't shit on it. No, they're estimating. Well, the, the most optimistic estimate is by uh, 2030, Paradise will be at what it was before, like yeah. 27,000. No, really? That many? There's like 500 uh, building permit applications. Oh, for real? And they're only expecting like 300 or something like that. Oh, so, okay. So it's going faster than they thought. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Uh, it's... <sighs> Let me give you an, anal- an analogy. When I grew up, Legos were my shit. And you'd build the Legos the first time, and it'd be amazing, right? you build this new thing you got, this castle or this ship or whatever. But if the fun of it was not just to have it sit there. The fun of it was like you'd play with it, and it'd be destroyed. And you'd put that shit back together. There's something to having something completely destroyed and then being a part of putting it back together that just, like, hits you in the chest. It's like, damn. That was the fun of, like, Legos, right? You wouldn't just put it on your shelf and stare at it. That was kind of boring. You'd battle and shit would get crumbled and be like, let's put it back together. My brother would kind of, you know, hey, what, what, what parts do we need? What wall do we need to build? Whatever. And we'd put it back together. And it's like... That was cool. I guess the pushback might be, well, well, in that situation, you know, the stakes weren't weren't really that high. Like, no, they certainly not, weren't. It's not real life. <laughs> no, it's not real life at all. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, given that, you know, we're both universalists. Indeed. Are the stakes really? Are they really that much different? Are the stakes internally high or eternally high, I mean? I, I would say no. No. I mean, given the scale of infinity, I mean. Right. <laughs> it doesn't take away from the beauty of rehabilitating or reconciling something. Well, I would say that, I mean, even if it, even if the stakes are higher, I mean, it's more meaningful 
it evens out so the game is essentially the same. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or that's what I'll say right now. I don't know. If that makes sense. That's okay. It's been an emotional L- like day. It, like it scales. <laughs> like like with the Legos, the, the, uh, the stakes weren't really that big. No. But when you scale it up, yeah, you lost your town, but when you when you rebuild it, you know, it means so much more. Totally. But that's what I, I mean, that's what I kind of feel about even Paradise. Like, I mean, I grew up here from 94 to 2004, 2005. So 11 years of my life was spent here. 2004, I was 12. So my, my junior high and high school years. And then you get, you live here long enough. You're just, you, you live in a small town long enough. You're like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But then when something like happens like this, it's like, I was, I was like, yeah, that wasn't a bad place. It was a good place. You, you start to appreciate it for what it was. It's the, it's the whole grass is greener on the other side sort of thing. Like, it's not. Like, like take, take where your situation is at for what it is. See the beauty in it. See the, the you know, the people. Yeah, we all got our problems. But see the beauty in people. See the beauty in where you're at. And appreciate it. Don't just think it's some like shit town that <laughs> you got to get the fuck away from. I mean, yeah, if you if you need to go out and move or <laughs> travel the world, do what you got to do. But you don't have to be dualistic and be like, "Well, but I had to do that because where I came from was just this shit place." You know, it really is quite beautiful here. It's quite beautiful probably everywhere. When I mean, there's beauty in everything, in every place. To some degree, in some way. Like the desert, like people think, oh, it's sparse and this and that, but you can step back and even see beauty in something like the desert. And you're like, oh, this is maybe hauntingly beautiful or some sort of different kind of beauty. Beauty in the sparseness, beauty in the ruggedness, beauty in something. I don't fucking know. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> I'm just talking shit. But even right now, I can hear work going on. Or someone's sawing something or putting together something. The phoenix is rising. I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, perhaps the attribute of the phoenix that is rising. I mean, I understand more now what it means to have a home. Yeah. Having lost it, which I wouldn't, I, I never would have had if it weren't for the campfire. Sure. Um, doesn't mean like it's a like you want it to happen. It just means like you can see a different perspective no. when it does happen. But like you know, ten ten years from now, you know when our house is built and you know our landscape is coming along. Yeah, like, I think I'll be uh, I'll be ahead in the spiritual game when it comes to just being grateful. Yeah, for life. Yeah, having a home. Yeah. Um. A certain level of gratitude you wouldn't have otherwise yeah. grasped. Yeah. 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 There's truth to that. There's a, there's a place in time to be sorrowful, sorrowful. There's a place in time to be sad and weep and lament. But then on the other side, you can see that you can learn something from it. It's like the whole thing, like, does God, God doesn't cause evil, but God can make a good out of evil. There's, there's, a, there's something you can learn from it. There's something you can, yeah. you know, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't say that evil is good or, the, right. you know, what happened was a good thing. 
but it means you can grasp some sort of experience or some sort of profound truth in spite of it or after the fact. I mean, if God is able to work evil for good, I mean, was <clears throat> was evil that bad in the first place? Or did we just, uh, or was that a misnomer, calling it evil? I mean... To some degree, that's probably true. I mean, the whole, like, fuck. <laughs> trying to swat these flies <laughs> that are buzzing around my head. And I nailed my pop guard. Um, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> there is some truth that I think, like, like, we probably shouldn't be so quick to label good and evil. Like, that that's the whole, like, knowledge of... The, 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 the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. But there certainly does seem like there are some evils, objective evils in the world. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe I'm wrong. And I think there are. I think we're just too quick to label. Um, yeah. I mean... I think we're always too quick to label. And there's obviously, you know... War time atrocities that are objectively evil. Right. But but we, we, we do have a propensity to say what is good and evil and stick to those things when we're probably a little off base sometimes. And I and I wouldn't maybe it's a little both and. Maybe the campfire is completely tragic. But if you keep playing it out, maybe it's not completely tragic for everyone. Yeah, of course the people that lost their lives, yeah, it's awful and tragic and horrible. Like God. I, I can't imagine. But on the on the whole, like it doesn't mean you can't then, you know, rise from the ashes and put things together and come together even stronger. It doesn't mean it both can be true. I hope that makes sense. I'm not trying to diminish anything, but I'm impressed by the fact that, you know, Butte Strong, Paradise Strong is a thing. Like people are like, Dang, yeah, we will overcome this. We will come together. We will put shit back together. Like, I'm impressed by that. I want to give props to that, too. I want to, you know, I want to lament the fact that it was tragic, but I, I want to also give props to the people that are at the forefront of, like, right. yeah, we're putting, we're not, we're not staying down. We're, we're getting back up. And that's where I think the term bittersweet applies. I mean, you would never, you would never hope for this situation. Right. Uh, but there is something beautiful that you can't get without strife, without loss, yeah. without... Yeah, it's true. Um, and in, in a way, I would never... There's there's beauties of this world that I could never get without the campfire. Right. Um, that's some deep shit, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's some profound stuff. So, it's, it's a... It's a it's an interesting day up here. It's an interesting day around my wife's birthday all the time. Because within, within three years, yeah. we had the campfire and we had the Trump election. <laughs> so, <laughs> her birthday's tomorrow. After It'll be a couple days after this comes out and one day from the time that we're recording this. <laughs> her birthday has become a bittersweet sort of event. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. I'm not sure what's going to happen this year. Hopefully, it's pretty tame, but maybe just, you know, a nice dinner, <laughs> hang out, do some normal shit. <laughs> no fires, no elections, no but, tragedies. But looking back, like, a lot of epic shit has happened on her on her birthday. On her like. birthday, yeah. <laughs> and maybe something like the Trump election is a good thing, too. 
I mean, it wakes people the fuck up. Like, I gotta get involved. Like, this is crazy. This this shit can't continue. Yeah, I wasn't involved in politics until Trump was on the scene. Right. So <laughs> it's like, oh god, okay. I gotta, I gotta start paying attention. What so now, going on? my intelligence is is involved in politics. So it is. You, you are welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Thank Trump for that. Thank Trump for that. You think it, what's what's the percentage that he gets reelected? We're getting in on one year from the next election. Thirty percent that he gets reelected. I'm still at fifty. It's gone down for you though, huh? It's gone down for me a little bit too. But I was up like seventy five, maybe I forget. I said it on one episode or a couple episodes. I think if as long as Democrats are just like sane, not stupid, yeah, they'll they'll do just fine. I mean, like if if over half of Americans right now want to impeach and remove Trump. Um, <laughs> is that what it's at? Yeah. Half? A little over half, 51%. Oh, okay. Wow, that's actually pretty high. I mean, I think that's more than uh, Nixon. Is it? <sighs> Around whatever marker you want to use. I'm sorry, I don't know what the marker is. Yeah. <laughs> I never know, because all these, like, polls come out. I never know what the fuck they mean. I don't know what their methodology is. But I saw one. I saw one that said that um, one poll that came out that said Trump will win in all of the states that matter if Warren and Sanders or Warren or Sanders are running. But if Biden's running, Biden will win. I'm like, oh my goodness, for real, for real. I'm actually really liking uh, Pete Buttigieg right now. Buttigieg, yeah. I don't keep up with it enough to know. I know who I'm not voting for. I'm not voting for Trump. I know that. Pretty sure I won't be voting for Trump. I don't know. I don't know who I'd vote for. I don't even. I don't even like voting, but I don't want to see Trump. That's just. I'm done. I'm done with that. That's that's some bullshit. I'm done with Trump. I'm done with like. Like I almost just want to stick it to the <laughs> the people who support him. Like. Like this, uh, this Paula White, like these evangelicals. Paula White's his uh, spiritual advisor now, and she's like this prosperity, charismatic gospel who, quote unquote, speaks in tongues and is, you know, he's she's been on Jim Baker's show, like trying to get people to send ten thousand dollar checks and shit. Like, it's like really, I just want. Are you serious right now? I just, I can't, I can't deal with this. No. She, and she said, if you vote against Trump or if you're against Trump, you're against God. I was like, okay, fine. I'm against God. <laughs> I'm going to go out of my way to go against God right now, if that's the case. Because that's some bullshit. Like, come on now. You're freaking talking out your ass. This is some stupid shit. I promise we didn't mean to talk about Trump today. On such a powerful day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm done apologizing, talking about Trump. Yeah. Okay. He's so fair enough. He's so consequential. And <laughs> did you see that uh, uh, Bloomberg? He offered ten ten billion dollars to Trump to abandon the presidency and just leave. Ten billion with a B. Yeah. 
He's got that money? Yeah, and he would pay for <laughs> Ivanka and Jared to move wherever. Just, you know, get out of the White House. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did he take it? <laughs> oh, I mean, not yet, but... That's a lot of money, man. If someone paid me $10 billion to stop what I was doing, I'd do it. I mean, that's more than... <laughs> I know that Trump inflates his numbers, but ten billion—that's more than he's worth. I—I <laughs> I would be surprised if he's not thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to, man. I mean, if someone is like, oh, gave me a, a million dollars, stop podcasting, <laughs> stop writing, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Maybe I'd regret it, <laughs> but, but I would definitely think about it. Like, like for you, <laughs> you'd be compromising your values a little I bit. I would, right? and maybe I wouldn't, and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to play the game. I'm going to not compromise. I'm going to use this story as a way to make even more. <laughs> but would I compromise my values for $10 billion with a B? Jesus. Yeah. Just to, I mean... To quit my job? Hell yeah, I'd do that shit, but I'd quit my job for a hundred thousand, but I don't know. I seem like the stubborn a stubborn enough of an asshole who'd be like, No, fuck your money. Fuck your million dollars. I'm recording this Saturday. <laughs> and then I look back and be like No, no but, I'm not I'm not telling my wife that. <laughs> but ten billion dollars even for Trump? Even for Trump? I, I bet he's I bet he's really thinking about it. That's a lot of damn money, man. Wouldn't that be some funny shit if he's like, alright, fine. <laughs> That'd be the greatest story ever. <laughs> but then Pence would be president, man. <clears throat> you think Pence would be any better? Yeah. You do? I do. He seems like the creepy motherfucker from like a Bond film or something. Just the way he looks with his white ass hair and his beliefs. <laughs> he just looks like a villain. Tries to be the good guy, but he's just like in the background lurking. The mastermind behind bullshit. Like Trump is the jester and Pence is the real like fucking I don't get the sense that Pence is insane though. I mean Pence is like a a known a known ent- entity to me. Like he he seems more mentally stable. He seems more like a classical Republican to me. Yeah, probably. I don't know what the fuck Trump is. He's an anomaly. He's a fucking anomaly. Something someone with mental health issues. <laughs> Deep-seated mental health issues. Well, he is Choose your words wisely. <laughs> we might get arrested for this in some in in a few years. <laughs> I mean, he's he's the supreme narcissist. Uh, he does seem like that. He's whatever feeds his very fragile ego. That's what I'm convinced of. I feel like he has a very low self-esteem, and he makes up for it by having this grandiose persona, and that that's what feeds his ego because he has a very fragile one. And I and I said something to someone who I know who does support Trump. And I was like, he's not a secure person. And they were like, yeah, he is a very secure person. He has this and that and that. And I was like, no, 
No, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no. Go deeper. All that shit is making up for his very insecure persona. Yeah, he's got a lot of money, a lot of real estate, and a lot of property, and a lot of power, and blah, blah, blah. But all that's making up for what's really underneath the surface, which is a very fragile, very uh, insecure person who has very low self-esteem, who is making up for it with the way he behaves. But that's just my pop pop psychological impression of him. (sighs) I mean, I would say that's pretty accurate. You know what else is accurate? That these flies that are buzzing around here are driving me fucking batshit crazy. It's almost like when we went to Sawmill Peak and tried to hike that shit. Yeah. It's very unbecoming of a podcast. Trying to swat them away, but they don't want to go away. (laughs) One just flew in my nose. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Maybe I should just pretend they're not there and sit still. But um, what did we say we were going to talk about in the last episode? We've got like, let's do a, uh, we got like 20 minutes to bang this out. What is the animal you'd come back as if you were reincarnated? What is the one you would deserve on a positive or a negative or what would you want to become? Maybe we can answer all three. You got one for me? I think I misunderstood the question. Oh, no. <laughs> I would... I was thinking of the animal that I would like to be yeah, reincarnated. As. That's that's fair enough. We're gonna go all. We're gonna go. As, we're gonna just go wherever. I mean, it's not. It's not novel. I would like to come back as the peregrine falcon. I knew it. I knew you'd be a falcon. I knew <laughs> it. Why? Some sort of bird. The. I mean, the freedom. Yeah, they're not social, are they? They don't hang out in packs. They don't seem to be especially social. <laughs> it's perfect for you. <laughs> they can go like, what is it? What do they go like when they dive bomb something? Two hundred. Oh, over two hundred miles. Two hundred miles an hour. Damn, that's some crazy shit. Two hundred miles an hour. Okay, I knew you'd pick a falcon. I mean, I would want to either fly or be on top of the food chain like a tiger. I mean, it's not. It's very cliche, and I'm I'm kind of embarrassed by that. But oh, yeah. yeah, who cares? Yeah, I would I would want to either fly or or be on top of it. <laughs> well, but a, a falcon's on top of the food chain, right? There's nothing that really right. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. So you can have the best of both worlds. Can you guess what I'd be <sighs> if I if I could choose to come back as something? I bet you could. I'm going to send it to you telepathically. Come on, man. If I could pick one animal to come back as, you'll get it. Pressure's <laughs> on, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, top of the food chain, obviously. Yes. Yes. Kind of. Tentatively. Tentatively. Really. Toward the top of the food chain. I'll, I'll give you a hint. We could fuck up the top of the food chain when we put our mind to it. That's my hint. <laughs> Come on, Mike. It lives in the ocean. That's my second clue. I mean, I gotta go for dolphin. There you go. That's it. Bottlenose dolphin. If I could come back, I mean, they just seem so free. 
They could, when they come together, they can fuck up the sharks. But they're just so damn smart. I just like that. They're smart, but they're they're at the same time like not encumbered by the same shit humans are encum- seem to be encumbered. I know by. they're ever so inconspicuous. Yeah, like they're like subtly smart. Like they're not gonna affect the world of Trump too much. But <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but the things that really matter. Yeah. 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 If you had to be an animal that is on the negative, like your worst you, you come back as something. You know what I came up with? A chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like I work hard and I have OCD and like I, I just I like after being in control, I like controlling the situation. It just seems like chickens are just like clucking around, just doing the same shit over and over and over. I need like a uh, either a chicken or like a really lazy dog or something like that, like something where I can't be in control, and I'm just like at the mercy of some other shit. Like someone feed me. I I can't take control of any situation. That's like the thing I need to I need to learn how to be a golden retriever who's like in the house all day <laughs> while their master is working or some shit. Just just calm the fuck down, relax, and just lay around all day. Because I'm too worried about, like, filling my day with shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I feel... I have no... My default is just... I, I'm okay with filling my day with stuff that doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's my plight, is I, I, I get too caught up in shit. I got some OCD issues. So you'd have you maybe maybe if you came back, can I say this? You'd have to come back as something who has to like grind every day, like you're a fucking workhorse who just has to go 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 go. Like that that'd be the opposite of your personality, like a fucking horse on a Amish farm <laughs> who just every day they got to grind 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 grind. So that. Ultimately, I have more appreciation for who I really am. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, will, yeah. I, will I have ultimately, will I have the opportunity to just like go at things at my own pace? Like, <laughs> eventually, but not as a horse. When you gotta work, you gotta work. But you need that experience to get to the place where you appreciate it, and then you go at your own pace. You're not coming back as an animal forever, <laughs> just for a little bit, just to learn something. I have to learn to chill the fuck out as a chicken. <laughs> and you have to learn how to get on your grind every day as a workhorse. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, of course. It's just something to learn. It's not forever. I don't want to forever be a chicken or even a dolphin. I like being a human. As long as the point of this life is just learning gratitude. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Ugh. I think that seems to be the point of a lot of things. is just to learn gratitude for what you got. You know what I mean? I do. You do. Of course you do. Can you believe how many flies? Look at how, There's thousands of flies flying around us. I can't even concentrate right now. You have like 500 flies. 500? You don't... You right I don't know what's going on. Oh shit, sorry. 
<laughs> trying to swat these flies as we talk. Shit's annoying the fuck out of me, man. But I'm grat- I'm grateful for when they're not around. Maybe that's what I need to learn from this episode. <laughs> Is that most of the time they're not here buzzing around my ear. And so I should be grateful when it's a lovely evening and there's no flies around. What would you not want to come back as? I wouldn't wouldn't want to come back as like a cockroach or something. Like a dung beetle. No, maybe a cockroach. Cockroaches are bullshit. Or a mosquito. I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be like in your face, like buzzing around (laughs) when you don't want me there. Yeah. Yeah, I would say either a mosquito or a fly. Yeah, a fly. Yeah. Yeah. A fly. Like the only creature who can figure out how to get in your car when your window's cracked but can't get (laughs) out when the windows are down. Like, I don't want to be that fucking guy. I don't want to be intrusive. A chicken I don't feel like is intrusive. As much as I I would say I don't want to be a chicken. (laughs) I'd rather be a chicken because at least if you have a chicken, you want them. You know what I mean? No one wants flies buzzing around their house. If someone's got a chicken, they want chickens for some reason. Oh, fuck. A bug just flew my ear. <laughs> I blame the campfire. <laughs> There's one in my gin and tonic. What the fuck? I can't get him out either. So I'm going to have to pour out the rest for the homies. I don't want to be one of these bugs that are buzzing around my head right now. You see how many landed on our beautiful tablecloth? There's like hundreds of them. Fuckers. Yeah. I'm trying to fuck up our podcast. I think it's the devil. Maybe Paula White is right that if you go against Trump, you're going against God, and God's sending a plague of little gnats that are fucking up our podcast. <laughs> so, there you go. That's the truth of the matter. Paula was right. I'm hoping we don't have another fire like we did last year. I'm hoping this is a pretty chill year. That's my hope. Chances are good here. I hope so. Paradise has got at least ten more years until it's got to worry about anything. Yeah. What about Trump? We got a 30% chance that he's coming back. I'm not confident enough to be happy. (laughs) Neither am I. What do you think your reaction will be if Trump gets reelected on the day a year from now? I'm guessing on some Tuesday. Oh, fuck. I gonna, think America can handle four years, but... Not eight. Eight years, I don't... You moving to Mexico or Canada? No, I'm just hunkering down. You just ride it out. Yeah, not a boy. I'm not moving anywhere. Ireland's nice, though. It's a beautiful country out there. <laughs> it's pretty. I wouldn't mind moving to Ireland, but I'd probably hate it. I don't know. I got no. I got no reason to move. I like where I'm at. Other than the heat and the threat of fire, the threat of Trump and Paula White. <laughs> but anyway, you ready to call it a day? I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. These fucking flies are bugging me. I'm dead. I don't know what this is. What are the, what are the flies all about? We used to not have these flies up here. Is that because of the fire? I don't know. I'm not... Uh... I'm not an entomologist. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm trying to swat them all day long. They're annoying. They keep flying in my ear. I'm not trying to get another infection. <laughs> all right. Let's get the fuck out of here. 
sorry we just rambled on this episode, but it is what it is. It's been a weird day. It's been a weird year. And we're going to take this, uh, be honest with folks, we're going to take this week off because of how weird this year anniversary is. But, you know, we still gave you something. Almost an hour of bullshit, so <laughs> take it for what it is. Uh, yeah, anyway, appreciate what you got. Appreciate uh, the people around you and the things you have in your life. And if shit goes down, like, yeah, that sucks, but be like the phoenix. Rise up and do some shit in life, uh, including supporting on it's supporting us on <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> That'd be a good thing you could do in life. Patreon.com slash the bonfire sessions. Subscribe. All that shit. Uh, give us a review. It takes two seconds on iTunes. It helps us out. Makes us feel better about ourselves. And um, and yeah, this next year, you have, uh, what, five dick cards you can play? <laughs> you could be a dick five times, five times this year. I think that's what we said. Yeah. That's what we, have you been a dick more than five times this year? I have. I have to, I have to be Probably. honest. Probably. You think so? Unfortunately. Okay. So we're hypocrites, but we'll do better next year. And you'll be around to uh, call us on our shit. Anyway, peace and love. <laughs>